it's finally time to get serious about building your brand. You already have the skill and the talent, so let's put the pieces in motion right now. Let Travis Bailey guide you through the process of creating a strong and consistent digital presence. Sit back and relax and prepare for your brand new life. Greetings and welcome to the Brand New Life Podcast. I am so excited and honored that you are here listening today. I want to thank you so much for subscribing, for all the comments lately. Um, I'm overwhelmed by the support and I'm so grateful that I am and we are creating uh, content that is affecting your lives. I want to thank you so much for following us on social media. Um, we're all over the place. You can just search Brand New Life Podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook group. We just we just have some awesome things that are happening when we're trying to help people really step out there and, and choose this path of entrepreneurship and make a difference in their life. So I want to say thank you for that. However, if this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. I want to say thank you. Um, I'm so glad that you landed here and I'm hoping that today's episode on the entrepreneur life, the entrepreneur young life, actually, um, will bless you and will give you some inspiration and some hope. Uh, today, we're interviewing a young man who is truly a young man. He's 21 years old and he's just starting out in his company. And, you know, he's he's very transparent about the things that he loves and the things that he needs some work on. And um, I, it's, an, it's a great conversation. And I think you're going to be honored by it. I think you're going to gain something from it. And if you're like me and you have small children and you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about, you know, can I pass this legacy on to my children? And he's going to say some things today that are going to help you have that conversation. Um, as, as we talk about in the interview, you know, I have um, children. Uh, <laughs> actually, I got two kids that are um, inching up the ladder. But, you know, I talk to them about entrepreneurship and, and, you know, not necessarily making them feel like they have to go to college. And so you know, there's just some, some wisdom to be gained by understanding things and understanding life in a different, from a different lens. And so my guest today is Mr. Bakari Deshaun, and I'm going to just kind of tell you about him and, and read his bio to you. And, um, after we go to that part, the next voice you'll hear would be that of Mr. Bakari Deshaun. Bakari Deshaun, a 21-year-old entrepreneur, was born and raised in the small city of North Carolina by way of Goldsboro. Bakari is a proud graduate of Goldsboro High School, class of 2014, from Lenore Community College with an associate degree in Applied Sciences and Graphic Arts and Image Technology. At the age of 18, he founded his business, Euphoric Lux Creative Services. Through his business, Bakari has helped develop and bloom several businesses and groups within the community. Bakari has volunteered with nonprofit organizations to gain experience in changing the face of, the, of his community and exposure to the world. Bakari's platforms serve as embracing individuality, creativity, originality, and helping people in every form of life. I give to you people out there, Mr. Bakari Deshaun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bakari, how are you today, man? I'm good, Travis. Thank you for having me. So while you're on, man, so before we jump into anything, I want you to just kind of tell the people who you are and what you do and kind of how you got started. Okay. Well, to all the listeners out there, I am Bakari Deshaun. I am about to be 22 in seven more days. I'm originally from Goldsboro, North Carolina, and I am a 
um, entrepreneur, artist. I mean, I really do a whole lot of stuff. But um, about oh, about three years ago, well, it is. It's been over three years ago, almost 2019. I'm like four years old. Three years ago, um, I started my business, Fort Looks. Um, I started off with just photography, and then I, um, being that I was in school for graphic design, I you know included graphic design as well. And, now I'm doing more graphic design than photography, but now I do photography, graphic design, creative direction. I have picked up some speaking engagements. Um, I'm doing a lot of, not micromanaging for businesses, but you know, as far as like helping them brand and stuff, that's what I'm doing now. So I really do it all, but to just cap it, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So you said you said about three years ago. So what what made you interested in graphic design and photography? Um, I talked about this in my book, which is coming out by the end of the year, called A Man in His Dreams. Um, I talked about how even at you know a, a early age, I just always um, loved how things were put together, how you style stuff, how you design it, and I always dealt with computers or had a love for computers. So. I just knew at that moment that I would be in the, in the graphic or just the design field, period. Um, I guess I'm a feng shui type person because I just, like I said, I just love putting stuff together and designing it to do this and do that. So um, I kind of always known. So yeah, I've kind of always, I've always known. So okay. never been a, I guess, confirming was when I went to college that was like my aha moment like all right I'm really gonna do this for the rest of my life so what was that what was that college experience like did they prepare you for your career or did they prepare you for entrepreneurship or both um they definitely prepared me more for um the career versus entrepreneurship I kind of learned entrepreneurship on my own well I can't really say on my own because my mom She's a cosmetologist and she has been my whole life. So just seeing her being self-employed and just working and grinding it out and, you know, getting customers and doing this and doing that, that kind of, you know, what is what taught me the entrepreneur side of everything. But, you know, college and school period, they don't really, they teach you stuff for the outside world, but until you get to the outside world, you kind of got to learn on your own. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's why I asked you because, you know, I don't know if you know, but I went to school as an education major. And I just, after 10 years, yeah, after 10 years, I just kind of, you know, I, I needed something different. And so I jumped into the same field, photography, graphic design, and, you know, I'm three years on my own now. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been working out. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, what, is, what is a typical day like in your life as an entrepreneur? Um, a typical day in my entrepreneur life is um, well since I let me start off here I lost my job in February this year so I'm going to start from February up until now okay. my life as an entrepreneur from the last couple of months has been um, waking up um, jumping on the computer doing some work getting sidetracked doing something else, leaving the house, coming back, doing work and trying to literally do everything because I don't have an assistant or anybody else. 
So it's a lot of up and down. It's a lot of high-low. It's definitely a lot of emotions all over the place. Um, I definitely would say that I guess the high and low of it is kind of like a rush for me, and it kind of fuels me to keep going. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for the stability. I'm ready for the money. I'm ready, you know, to just be at a place where I don't really have to worry about a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that That's my life as an entrepreneur. I like what I do, and I love being an entrepreneur. But it has a stage, just like everything else. You really have to be built for it, though, because it's definitely like a test. You, you went exactly where I was going. Um, so those, those lower days, um, how do you find the motivation to keep going? (sighs) (laughs) That's a great question. And I know you know the answer because you've been. (laughs) (laughs) So I find motivation in, Travis, it's so hard, it's so hard to encapsulate into an answer. Uh Um, I find the motivation because I just I'm not a settler and I'm not the type to mope around long because I'm I'm not built like that now I have an older sister she's 34 and when my sister is sick or she's down or you know she's down she turns into a baby all this stuff but see me I'm going to have my moment Give me like five or 10, 10, 15 minutes tops. And then I'm ready to go harder because I have to get out of this situation. I cannot allow this situation to stop me from growing, from progressing, from, you know, being who I'm supposed to be. So I just let, I have my moment and I let my circumstances push me. That's where my motivation comes from because I know that it's not always going to be like this. Right, right. That's, that's good perspective. Um, I really like like that, you know, not allowing your giving yourself your time to go ahead and go through what you're going yeah. through, but eventually and getting past it. As a, as a people, we have to learn to be okay with not being okay. That's something that it, it definitely comes with time, because um, now I guess the mental health is starting, the awareness is starting to rise. So now I guess people are understanding that it's really okay not to be okay, just as long as you don't dwell in it for a long time. That's where. I think, you know, makes me different because I'm going to choose not, I'm not going to grow on something for especially if it's bringing me down. I like that. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I like that a lot. Wow. Let me write that down myself. It's okay. It's okay to not be okay. And I know it's easier said than done, but once you really master that concept, it, it's really like your life, you're taking your own life to the next level because you're mentally making the declaration that, hey, I'm not okay, but I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be okay, and I'm going to stay okay this time, hopefully. Right. I'm with, listen, <laughs> we, can, we can talk for hours there, because I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. That's really, really solid, and I hope that, you know, there are some young entrepreneurs that are listening today that can really um, focus in on that, because it's not all that... You know, sometimes that we can make it seem to be, yeah, we love the freedom. We love the time we get to spend doing our own thing. But, you know, it does require a certain level of discipline. And what makes me even, you know, go towards that point was, you know, I I really didn't realize that you were so young. <laughs> you know, 
everybody says that, and I kind of have to remind them, like, yeah, I'm only, well, I'm 21 now, but, yeah, I'm only 21, but mentally I feel 33. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old I feel, like. <laughs> so... That that brings me to a good point because you know I'm I'm in a back and forth type of conversation right now with my older two children. My oldest son is fourteen and my oldest daughter is twelve. And I talk to them all the time about you know what's after high school because I'm not I'm not one of those parents that's going to push them and say you have to go to college. Um, you know, there's some things like I became a designer because I learned and watched you videos on YouTube for months and months at a time. Um, so to that young person that has an idea or that has the aspiration to want to try and be an entrepreneur, what would you say to them? Um, I definitely would tell them to never be afraid of first learning who you are, constantly learning who you are, because that's definitely going to drive you to the place um where i'm at right now as a person and then secondly i definitely will tell them that you really can do anything that you put your mind to and don't allow um any type of person whether if it's your parents your friends your family try to deter you from what you know is in you because at the end of the day if you know it's in you then it has to work it has to work just for the simple fact that you know that it's something that you're supposed to be doing so Know yourself constantly, learn yourself, even the ugly parts of you, because it's all going to work out for the better. So learn yourself and just be consistent and persistent in the pursuit of, you know, what your purpose is. That's awesome. And, you know, it's so intimidating for people because, you know, oh, my gosh, my calling, my understanding, what am I supposed to do in my lifetime? And, you know, we have this overall, you know, idea that that's not something that's revealed to us until later on in life. But to be 21, 22 years old and to be able to have that perspective is phenomenal. And I'm going to tell you, um, it's in my book. I know I keep referencing my book, but that's I, all right. Because I'm, I'm writing it. But I put in my book, um, I told my mom when I was six that I wanted to be a CEO. I, I, even, at, even at six, I really didn't know what that meant. I knew that it meant sitting at a big desk you know, wearing whatever and not telling people what to do, but I knew that I was going to work for me and I was going to be the head honcho or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I knew then. So it's, it's definitely possible for kids to know um, what they want to do or kind of have a glimpse of their purpose at an early age because I, I, I said that. Being six, you know, we say, I want to be a police officer or I want to play basketball or I want to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But being that I was six, it makes it even more kind of like, dag, am I really beyond my years? Like, I knew then what I wanted to do, and I'm doing it 15 years later. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So let me ask you a little bit more about um, just what you do with your company. Who, who would you say is, uh, how, how did you come to realize who you serve as far as your target audience? Like, who is mostly attracted to what you do? I know the people that I'm supposed to work with are people who are in, in marketplace, the big companies, the big, the big people. And the reason I say that is because for one, my vision and the structure of my company 
it's too broad to work with anybody else. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that in like a conceited way. I just know what I bring to the table and I know that I'm bringing definitely new flavor, something different, and just a raw meat as an entity. So I know I'm supposed to work with big people. Now versus I'm working with semi-big people right now and I'm working with my community and those are the, I don't want to call these people like, I'm not going to call them cheap, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, I understand. (laughs) But you know, you just have that crowd to where they always have to question your prices. They never really support and they kind of look at it from a distance. Mm -hmm. He doing that. I don't support him because if I do, that's gonna make it. That's the type of people I'm dealing with now, and it's okay because some of them, and I can say for the most part, ninety percent of my clients are good. They are very integral people. They are um, trusted people, so I don't really have a problem with the people that I'm working with now. It's just those who inquire and don't get a service. You know what I'm talking about, Travis? I do. And. Um, you know, just those people who don't really know what they want. So, yeah. Well, you you mentioned something in there, and I don't want to get too far away from it, but you you mentioned something about community. And I've been reading a devotional lately that talks about, it's basically called the Holy Hustle. And it talks about, you know, being mindful of the fact that you are, you know, while you're hustling, while you're providing, you still need to give back to your community. And you still need to give back to the people around you. And, you know, one thing that I like to do is I like to give away stuff. And I know, you know, when you're trying to come off as a larger company and you're trying to really, you know, pursue that thing, give yourself a freak and be a turnoff sometimes. But for me, um, because I so much love what I do, you know, it's it's a passion of mine to go every so much and say, OK, I'm going to do this for free. I'm going to do this for a discount. What are, what are ways when you started talking about community? What, what do you do for your community? Um, well... I've had my season or spells where I have given away stuff for free to deserving businesses or ministries. Um, but before that, I have always, in high school, I was in Key Club. In middle school, I was on, uh, I was in Key Club or FBLA. Um, I still volunteer with a mentor or youth mentoring program currently. Hmm. Um, what do I do? You know, I was a youthful leader at one point in time in church. So I've always been placed in leadership positions to give back my time and just to give back, period. So I can't really say, I'm always giving, so I really can't say I I might be giving my time, you know, to different people or to different business owners because I'm very supportive. So I'm one of those who understand that. You know, like your presence being at a, an event of a local person, that's that's giving back. Because I, didn't, I don't have to go to this stuff. I'm going right. to my time and say, hey, I support you. I'm here. And, you know, people from the community are going to be there. So they're going to see me. They're going to social. Oh, the car support is So da 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 So I'm just a big advocate for time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mainly give back at my time. And not saying that I can't give any services. Um free because I have give I have donated two logos to two nonprofit organizations. So 
that's been how I, I've given my my service or my my talents back to my community. And I think that's cool. I mean, you know, it's not it shouldn't always be measured in the things that we give away, but you know, just yeah. more or less our actions and our ability to commit to our community. Um, I don't know if you know, but I, I live in southeastern Raleigh and uh you know, it's a lot of things going on around here all the time. So it's important for me to try to find ways to, you know, just kind of be visible and be out there. You know, I, I'm really big right now on networking. That's that's my thing. Um, I've been going to different kind of events. Yeah, yeah. I've been going to events and stuff and, you know, just trying to be seen by the right type of people. And, you know, if I need to give back and volunteer for a while, I will. It's something I enjoy. Um so I want to ask you, these are, these are um, as we wrap up, these are kind of some lightning questions I have for you. Um, so the first thing that comes to your mind, I want you to just shout that out and you can expand on it a little bit. Um, so you are in your life and in the way that you lived your life up to this point, you are most grateful for what? Um, I would have to say wisdom. Hmm. And I say wisdom because... I have obtained a lot of knowledge and a lot of things at an at, at an early age, um, and I'm very grateful because I've definitely learned to apply it in a way that definitely helps guide me mm-hmm. as far as living my everyday life. Um, but I I, w- I wouldn't even go as far as saying anything material because material things come and go. But I am really grateful for the wisdom that I that I have gained or you know, obtain at 21. That's awesome. Because I can do so much with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, if there are any books that you're reading right now, what are those? Um, well, I would suggest, I don't, I'm pretty sure everybody has read a book like this before, but the last book that I read consecutively was um, The Law of Attraction. Uh. And I definitely would suggest reading that because it's very monumental and and changing and growing and progressing um, because it'll definitely it'll definitely help you stay afloat in time of you know doubt or unbelief or whatever um, because you'll learn how to attract the things that you want through reading that book and it's very it's very powerful it's not a long book at all I think it's maybe like 100 to 200 pages so yeah, that that book. I don't know the author, but I'll, I'll maybe find it. Yeah, that's awesome. I've I've been doing some uh, looking into that topic myself, so that's yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, if there were one thing that you could change, and I think I know what you're gonna say about being an entrepreneur, what would it be? The um, the inconsistency of of, of pay or compensation. Okay. That's what I would change. So um, tell me about that. And that's another thing with entrepreneurship. You have to be okay with accepting the the inconsistency inconsistency of support, compensation, and just overall just acceptance, I guess. But the reason I said pay is because I'm going to give you an example. I want to say it was last year. Yeah, last year. After December, you know, trying to prepare my tax, tax see how much I made. In February, I made approximately $20 the whole month of February, right? Wow. And turn around in May. One weekend, 
Now, not the whole month, but one weekend in May, I made close to $1,300. That's Friday, from Thursday, Friday, Saturday to Sunday. So, of course, over four days, I made $1,300. And then in February, I, I, the whole month of February, I only made $20. So that's really what I would change. Hmm. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, man, I, I appreciate your transparency with that because um, that's that's I've I've had my ups and downs, and you know, if you go back a couple episodes and, and to my intro, um, I talk about how you know I call myself getting my money together and, and jumping out there on faith and you know becoming an entrepreneur. And that first two weeks that I was on my own, nobody called, and me and my wife started kind of freaking out, like was was this the right thing to do? Uh, <laughs> you know, so. That's that's awesome, um, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna also be transparent. When I started in 2015, that first year I only made two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Now, what year? Sixteen? I I think I I did I double that? I definitely doubled that. I was a, close to four, and then for seventeen, I made about ten. And this year, I'm already close to 7000 and we're in July. That's awesome. So you got to be comfortable with the inconsistency. I know we don't like to be content or, you know, complacent. But in order to grow, you have to go through the process. Like, there are some days, I, last week, I didn't know how I was going to eat, <laughs> if you want to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, I had this due and I had that due. And it, it's just like. Dad, you can't force people to want a logo or a flyer or this and that. So you got to kind of like be innovative and be like, all right, Bakari, what you going to do? And just just be innovative in your, I don't want to say struggle, or I would say in your hard times. Be innovative. You know what? I was going to ask you a closeout question, but that's that's it right there. Be innovative. That's that when in doubt, be innovative. I'm going a, I'm to a live on that. Um, oh. <laughs> I like that a lot. When in doubt, I will make the record for that. You should, you should, because that's that that speaks volumes right there. So, as we as we prepare to sign off, just tell the people how to get up with you and your company, and how to follow you on social media. Um, you guys can definitely add me on Facebook. My name is Bakari Deshaun. Um, Dad, I gotta spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's B A K A R I. That's my first name, Bakari. Deshaun is actually my middle name, but it's the name that I go by, and that's D A capital S H A W N. And you can find me on Instagram at Bakari dot Deshaun. Um, what's my other story? On Twitter at Bakari Deshaun. Um, YouTube Bakari Deshaun. You can go to www.bacardeshawn.com or euphoricluck.com. Um, and if you want to see the real me, like the personal me, like what gets on my nerves and stuff, you can add me on Snapchat because I let it all hang out on Snapchat. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just Bacardi, I-T-S-J-U-S-T-B-A-K-A-R. Oh, now, do I got to give my company stuff too? I would, yeah. Okay. Anywhere you go, but on Facebook, you can type in Fort Lux Creative Services. Um, 
Fort Lux is spelled E-U-P-H-O-R-I-C space L-U-X-E. And on Instagram, I'm at Designing Fort Lux, and I think that's all that I have for that one. Awesome. So, uh... <laughs> the okay, let me let me catch my breath. <clears throat> so la- last thing before we sign off, um tell everybody the name of your book and when to expect it. Um the name of my book is called A Man and His Dreams. It's the story on how I started my my company and I started my business. And it's actually a punctual motivational type book as well. I know the first couple of chapters are how I started it and then the closing chapters is inspiring you to become an entrepreneur and start your own business um and you can look for that at the end of the year hopefully by i'm i'm, I'm aiming to launch it in december because um i think i'm seven chapters in so i have like three more chapters to write then you know the process starts so the end of the year awesome well listen man i want to thank you for your time and um so much, yeah, you've been awesome, man. I can't wait to put this out. I'm ex- like, I'm really excited. I feel like I'm on like the actual, you know. <laughs> I hope that you guys really enjoyed today's interview. Bakari hit on some things that um, you're going to. If you follow me on social media, you're going to hear about them this week. That there, there was some some nuggets he dropped there. Being so wise at 21 years old um, is definitely something I wish I had. My focus was completely different <laughs> at 21 years old. I'm sure, you know, just like many of you out there. But I just want to, again, say thank you. Um, Let us know how you felt about this. Shoot me an email at hello at trevisbailey.com. You can find me on social media at Travis Bailey. Um, And I I just want to hear about if this is a conversation that you're going to have with your children um, or, you know, with the younger you to get you to get back online with your goals and your dreams. Let's talk about it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about, you know, where you are with your six month goals. You know, we're we're getting ready to be in August now. And I know we came into 2018 with power and fury and motivation. And yes, I'm going to get all this stuff done. And if you didn't get it done, it's okay to restart. It's okay to refocus. It's okay to pick up the pieces and keep on moving. So I want to hear from you. Um, drop us a line and let us know how we're doing. Uh, for this and all of the podcasts, you can find us on everything, uh, iTunes, Google Music, um, all the platforms. So again, before I ramble on too much, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Um, have an awesome week and get out there and enjoy your brand new life. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Learn more about Trevis by visiting trevisbailey.org. Now get out there and plan for your brand new life.